Welcome back, folks. We are proud to be sponsored by CBD Vermont. They believe that healthy soils, strong local economies, and plant-based wellness go hand in hand in hand. That's why they work with organic farmers across Vermont to grow the highest quality hemp and produce full-spectrum CBD extracts for wholesale. They've recently launched an online store where you can buy Vermont-made CBD products, including oils, capsules, edibles, and topicals that have been fully vetted by the staff at CBD Vermont. What a cool gig. I want to be a, a CBD vetter, an Eddie vetter. They ship everywhere. And as huge music fans, they're offering our listeners 15% off all products. So go to cbdvermont.com and use the code AMIGOS, plural, A-M-I-G-O-S, at checkout to get 15% off. That's cbdvermont.com. Use the code AMIGOS for 15% off. Osiris. Folks, today's episode is brought to you by SiriusXM Satellite Radio. You may already know that SiriusXM brings you the deepest variety of commercial-free music for every genre and for every mood. That's where you hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood. It's where you get news from every source. It's where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio. Woo! In addition to Jam On, the Grateful Dead Radio... Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. It's where you can listen to top comedy channels such as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio and Netflix is a Joke Radio, and Sports Talk Radio from Barstool to ESPN and more to keep you up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. Subscribe now and listen outside the car, on your phone, online, and at home, and get your first three months for just a dollar. Visit SiriusXM.com slash Amigos, A-M-I-G-O-S, to see offer details and to subscribe and start listening today. That's SiriusXM, no car required. Everybody, welcome back to Amigos. It's your host, Mike Fenoya. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, everybody, I hope you were heading over and uh, checking out the YouTube channel, checking out Spotify, uh, Mike Fenoya, and Amigo. If you search Amigo, uh, you'll find Poncho Mike's playlist. I put uh, 10 songs a week, every Sunday, 10 songs that got me through the week. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. And as always, MikeFenoya.com for dates. And at M-I-K-E-F-I-N-O-I-A on Twitter and Instagram and Amigos Pod, A-M-I-G-O-S-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram and the Amigos Facebook discussion group where you could come over and chat and uh, say what's going on. Uh, just got back from Portland, Oregon. Uh, pretty great trip. Got the chance to do an amazing interview while I was out there that I will be bringing you soon. Uh, worked with Adam Carolla, which was a real thrill, and uh, opened up for the Impractical Jokers uh, at a cool casino up in uh, northern Washington State. 
it was a pretty awesome trip out to the uh, Pacific Northwest. I love heading out there whenever I can. Um, today on the podcast, I have Jeremy Dean. Uh, you know him from at uh, Dean's Nuts on social media. He is a designer who now makes merch for Dead and Company and Fish and uh, Black Flag and uh, you name it. It's pretty cool. We had a great chat about uh, music and his beginnings of uh, going for it and starting his own business, had a family, and then decided to, uh, he was going to work bored. You'll hear all about it, but it is kind of interesting Like when you start to do something that you uh, want to do with your life, but you have to go work for someone else, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, the whole time you're just thinking about what you could be doing, um, but you have to you know, pay your dumb bills and pay for your stupid fucking internet and TV and all that, so you got to go do someone else's you know, minion work, not putting anybody down. We all did it, but uh, and it's funny because some people make that comment Young comedians sometimes will go like, "When do you? How long have you been doing this full time?" Like it's some type of shame to have a job and work on what you're doing. And go back and look at any of your heroes, unless their parents were loaded. You know, everybody had to like load trucks or sweep floors or clean toilets or whatever while they were learning how to play the drums or learn how to play, you know, guitar or how to be a comic. It's not like you know, one out of ten million people get the rug rolled out for them. Um, and all the rest of us are working. So we chatted a little bit about that and, uh, about, uh, Dean's, um, just up coming up in the fashion world and how it all began and, uh, how he started just making cool shit. John Mayer recognized it and, uh, now he's doing what he's doing. So check out Dean's nuts on social media. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. And, uh, I will be catching up with you soon. Peace. Hey there, this is Kyle Hollingsworth. You're listening to Amigos with Mike Fenoya on the Osiris Network. Um, yeah, you're talented. Don't be so... Uh, it's Jeremy Dean. What's up, buddy? How are you? Nice to see you. Nice to see you as Welcome well. Welcome to the hot-ass East, East Village Thank right now. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's cool in here. Yeah, speaking to the microphone. Oh, sorry. Am I do, you, do, okay. you, um, do you live here in uh, Manhattan proper? No, I live uh, outside of Philadelphia. You came up for today? Yeah. Shit. It's not that far. No, I know. I used to work here. In where I worked in Manhattan for a couple, like I did two turns. One uh, for a company called Echo Unlimited. Uh huh. Oh yeah, year, yeah. Years ago, years uh-huh. ago, and then uh, uh, like 2011 to 14, I worked for uh, Victoria's Secret. Doing what? <laughs> Modeling? Uh, well, part time model. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, uh, I was uh, I was creative director for uh, their brand Pink. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. I know that. Yeah. Dude, so, so fun. That was really interesting. You know yeah. what the best part of like being in a, like a suburban mall <laughs> is when you see a guy, like a young dude walking around with a Victoria's Secret yeah. bag, swinging it like he's swinging his dick and he's like, <laughs> "I'm getting pussed tonight." And it's just this kind of like George Jefferson type strut just walking around. He could have like, you know, <sighs> Spencer's gifts bags, but he's got that Victoria's yeah. Secret and he's like, "Look, he's getting some puss tonight." <laughs> This thing's going to be on for six minutes. That's the funny thing about Victoria's Secret stuff is like it's so expensive. Yeah. And it's bought to be taken off and thrown on the ground. Yes. And, and and then probably like came on. Yeah. And, <laughs> if we're being real. When I worked there, it was, oh, my God, that must be amazing. Five minutes, you're over it. 
Oh yeah. You're you're like you're just like oh, another okay more model you know more photos of women in, in underwear. Pfft, what okay? Come on, five it, minutes. Yeah, like you're just like uh, it it yeah. You're just like that. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to see because it's it, it was a it was a it was a great job. It was a gru- it was grueling job. Yeah, it was just you know a lot of travel. And, I can only you know, all imagine. that kind of stuff. So it was, but it, you I know, really it feel fun. bad for it. I know it's tough. Yeah. yeah, I mean really <laughs> think about the guy the, the people that are working on those like. Uh, <laughs> There's that company that's making like underwear for fat guys now. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, shit, I can't remember the name of it. Um, ah, oh, god damn it! The commercials are hilarious. It's like these, oh. like, like a, like a fat, like it looks like Larry the Cable Guy doing like, splits. Oh, like the Duluth Trading Company. Duluth Trading yeah, yeah, Company. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like think about those guys. You're like, oh, five minutes. You're over hot chicks. <laughs> Jesus, I'd look at that over. I, fucking I wear me. I wear. Uh, this is a sad fact. I wear Duluth Trading Company. Compression socks when I work at my desk just to keep everything because it might because of uh, clotting and stuff. Because the blood flow. I had a pulmonary embolism when I was 25. I had no idea why I had it. So for those who are listening that don't know, we're Uh talking blood clots right now. Yeah, yeah. Three minutes into a podcast, uh, we're really getting kind of yeah. I had a. I I had a. uh, I I woke up one morning and I like stretched and I had a pain in my chest like I was getting stung by a bee from the inside out. And I was like, Jesus, what is this? And I was in great shape. 25, I was like playing baseball still, softball, like partying, whatever. Ignored it for a week. Went to my girlfriend's parents' place in upstate New York, helped helped the the dad move a treadmill with a blood clot. They didn't know it. And uh, I got home back to my place in New Haven, Connecticut, and I like woke up on the ground, couldn't breathe, and I went to my doctor. It's a real sarcastic Jewish guy. I love him so much. Still my doctor. He's the type of guy, like, when I was like 18, I went to see him, and I had long, long hair, and he goes, what's your girlfriend's name? And I go, I don't have one. And he's like, did you ever wonder why? He's like, look at you. He's a real ball breaker. And he goes, you probably hurt yourself jerking off. Let's do an x-ray. Oh, my God. And they did it. They did an x-ray, and then they did a CAT scan. And he came in, and he's like, you're going directly to the ICU. He's oh. like, you have blood clots. And my whole life now, I'm like, oh. if I go on a flight, I have an alarm. Every two hours, I get up and stretch. Yeah. I take a baby aspirin. I've worn compression socks when I've, like, driven cross country. You have to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just, I think it partially is because I'm, I just need to lose weight. Oh, that's that's, that's yeah. That's just a big part of it, and it, just because it's like you know, it just you know, get it just gets everything gets a little stiff down there. If you're sitting for like, I sit in front of my desk for hours at a time, yeah, and I actually have to I get up and I walk around. It. But yeah, have you so, ever thought about sitting on a ball, an exercise ball? Thought about it. It's not that bad, yeah. dude. I do it. You bounce, mm-hmm. kind of like, and it helps you think. I think, yeah, it helps you think. I have a chair and a ball, and uh, it's funny writing for Impractical Jokers. Uh-huh. My ball uh, made it onto the show. <laughs> Joe from the show decided he was like, "Bring that to set," and he sat on it and like bounced around. He popped, popped my ball. <laughs> but hey, the ball has a TV credit. Um, so let's chat about why. Uh, I want to get into your 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 past all sure. the way up to your future. Oh, but um, okay. you we I I am I've been a follower of your Instagram and your. Uh, kick-ass designs man I'm, i mean Thank huge you. grateful dead fan huge music freak regardless of what genre yeah and uh, your blend of punk skeletons the wavy psychedelic stuff that you do with logos and uh what it's led to today and all your success i'm really stoked to to chat with you well, so thanks. how would people know you if i brought you up let's start there. oh you're a designer well, I, I think yeah uh there's i think there's a couple different avenues like um some people will know me because i spent 
years doing designs for a lot of hardcore bands. Yeah. Uh, worked for a label called Jade Tree, which were some friends of mine uh, in the like late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I, I basically kept a corporate job that entire time up until the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then when, that a personal project, which was that steely with the black flag bars in there, which so was just cool. a, a goofy thing that I did as a, on a whim. Yeah. And, and, a, and a favor from a friend printing the T-shirts. Uh-huh. Um, which is a whole other story. Yeah, I can't wait to hear um, it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- then from there, like, I just decided to concentrate on this personal stuff rather than even just do freelance. I just said, I'm going to do this personal project just because I felt like it was, you know, I just needed to clear my, something to clear my head because of my corporate day-to-day job kind well, of stuff. Well, what do you mind talking about what the corporate thing was? Uh, well, you don't have to. Vic- no, it was Victoria, like, well, Vic- oh, the- going Victoria's Secret, and then before that, uh, Urban Outfitters for many years, uh, our, our art director there. Art director. Um, okay. Yeah. And then uh, the last uh, stint I had in uh, in an office was uh, creative director for uh, anthropology. Oh wow! Yeah. No shit. So so yeah. I mean it's I mean at least you were you were in charge. So uh, in you, a way, are I you ever really in charge? We're, no one's ever. In <laughs> no, charge. you're never. In, I never felt in charge. But you know what cracks me up, and it's a thing that happens with stand up quite a bit, is uh, a lot of people go. Well, are you doing it full time? Which means, are you not doing another job? And what there's for some reason, people hang this like weight on that. Sure. That like, if you're not working for someone else during the day, yeah. you're not doing your passion full time. When that's actually harder. Yeah. Like when I first started doing, I did sales. I did corporate sales for years, mm-hmm. payroll company stuff, and then I started doing stand up, and I didn't quit working a day job. I found a day job that worked around my yes. dream. Mm-hmm. I worked from home, yeah. you know, yeah. and that was what. So I would make cold calls, wink, wink. Never did, yeah. but uh-huh. I said I did <laughs> from uh, the road. Yeah. Like I'd be like driving to a gig in Michigan, but I'd be calling, yeah. you know, companies. Or whatever. So I think that there's something to be said about like, yeah, I love this, but I, I'm my pa- I have to keep the lights on and yeah. my well, mouth fed. And it's like, yeah. I, Married, yep. kids, yep. you know, all that stuff, you know, all the responsibility stuff, health insurance, you yeah, know, all man. that crap. Yeah, blood clots. Yeah, blood clots. <laughs> you to lose compression socks. Your compression socks. They don't pay for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there was that, there was also that, you know, responsibility of, mm-hmm. you know, family, yeah. um, too. But then, you know, and I thought, well, you know, and I, and like, and I got frustrated doing freelance work because mm-hmm. it was sort of like you, you, you end up feeling like a hired hand. Like, I have an idea and I want you to do X. Yeah. And so that's why I just decided to be like, okay, I'm not going to do that for a while. And I'm going to just sort of do this weird thing to kind of get me in this zone. And it's rep- and it was like repetition, this yep. whole rep- thing of like – I mean, I did the same thing with subtle changes for eight years. What What's that now? That The Wonders of Black Flag thing. Okay. Literally just yeah. would just keep running it in forms over okay. and over and over again. But – kind of the same thing mm-hmm. so it was like this weird repetition thing of like it was almost like can you stay focused because i'm completely adhd yeah me too and i you know i'll i'd start t-shirt lines and after a season just be like i'm bored and dude just, totally and just be like i'm done with it and is it actually bored i don't think it is because <sighs> i, I, I get is. the same thing you do man no. where it's like i'm i'm working on a project currently mm-hmm. that i'm like 80 percent 
done yeah. with, and I don't want to finish yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I get to. I I'm get to like, that. Yeah, I get to that eighty percent mark. What I want it to be. Yeah, I get to the eighty percent mark, and I go. All right, I've put a lot of time into this, and yes, it would be really satisfying to finish it. But if I don't have anybody else with me to like be like, go get it done, I'll just be like, all right, it's just sitting there. You know. Do you work alone primarily? Yeah. And for do, the most part. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe you, I, cause I do too. Mm-hmm. Comedy is a very like yeah. solitary it's thing. It sure yeah. effing is yeah. man. And that's why I love going to concerts so much because it's like, we're all lonely together. Uh huh. It's a wonderful community of it, people. It sure it, is. No matter what genre. I right. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in a mosh pit and you're, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that, that could be good too. It's sure. Every now and then you got to get yeah. an elbow to the face. Yeah, it, okay. it keeps you honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But yeah, there, there is that weird thing of like when you're creative and you don't have the ability to focus. Yeah. You're like, I'm not doing enough in life. You get down on yourself. You kind of, I don't oh, yeah. know if you go through oh, that. Oh, absolutely. But I go I go through, if heavy. I go through a period of like two days where I'm literally just like, I'm not motivated to do anything and, and I really should just be doing something. Mm-hmm. By that third day, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what am I doing with myself? Yeah. But, you know, I, I tend to work. I don't work it during. I hate to work during the day unless I absolutely have to. Okay. So I tend to do like a a, a 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. kind of shift. Nice. You know? Yeah. With little inner, like, but like I'm thinking about it all day. And then when I go to, when I sit down, I hit the ground running, mm-hmm. if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've always been, I've always worked best at night. And I figured, well, why change that, especially if I'm working for myself? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so you start to, you know, freelance and doing favors for people. I sometimes, yeah, I have to remind myself, like, there's some, there's some like, really creative guys that, like, make uh, uh, illustrations for comics yeah. that are amazing. And they help us promote our shows and shit like that. And I've, I've had to, like, check myself. Mm-hmm. To make sure I'm not doing what you said people would do to you and be like, hey, I have this idea here. Make it for yeah, me. Because it, you don't want to in any yeah. way be condescending. No. But it's more of just like I promise you that it's just me being I, checking something off the list. Yeah. And there's two ways to do that, right? There's a good, there's a really good way to do that where you're like, I have some inspiration and I'm going to let you go, yeah, which I like, yeah. But then there's other people where that they're, it's just a personality thing. It's a control freak kind of, sure. And they're just like. I want that. I'm like, well, then you should go to somebody else, whoever did that, yeah, and just have them do that, right? Right? Like, and I, I'm in a really so the idea was to build it so that I didn't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point, luckily, right now where it's not like, oh, I like this. Can you do this? It's more like, I like what you do. Can you do what you do? Sure. Which took a re- like. Yeah, yeah. 20, 25 years. <laughs> I mean, dude, to, that, to get yeah. to that point, whatever. Think it about is. the bands we love. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gets to that level of like, yeah, it takes two decades yeah. to. Overnight success only took 30 years. You know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just a long yeah. night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I think about that with comedy a lot too, where it's um, you get down on yourself and you're like, I mean, I've been doing it nine years. Yeah. And I'm happy with where I am, kind of. Never going to be happy, happy. Sure. Because then I think that's when then you quit. Yeah, that's when you're done. Right. right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm always like, I should have done more. I should be doing more, blah, blah, blah. But then you look at like Bill Burr and you look at Sarah Silverman and you look at some of these comics that are just like, man, they're hitting their like apex 25, yeah. close to 30 years in. And it's like, oh, this shit's like wine or whiskey or you got to let it sit in a barrel yeah. for a bit and not like. Stare at it, but and as long as you're motivated mm. to continue 
because I know plenty of people who were designers for years that just sort of went like, uh, I'm done with it. I'm getting my real estate license. You know? Sure. Or like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And there's been times in my life where I'm just like, maybe I should do something else. Yeah. You know? But, but you, you had the job to fall back on until you were able to say like, okay, it's time for me to. Well, I, I, yeah, I went through periods where I was like, I went through a little period of time when I got fired from Echo. And I was, and before I went back to Urban Outfitters, where I worked for myself for a couple of months, my kids were really like. Actually, my my oldest was two and a half, and my and my youngest was on on his way. Oh wow! And I try. I was working from home. And I was like, okay, I think I can do this because I was getting work. But it was at the time, just for some reason, it was very, it was super isolating. Yeah. Even more like now, I don't find it. Like, I think like social media. The phone, texting, messaging, all that stuff makes things – I feel like I have a community of people because I'm talking to people every day. Yeah, but are you it, really talking to n- anyone? Well, I'll that, get, you know sometimes I, mean? yeah. I get on the phone and we'll talk, and which is cool. But yeah. like, you know, but, so at least a little bit of that, I feel like there's some, some human interaction. As I've gotten older, I also just don't like to leave the house that much too. <laughs> so that helps, yep. you know, as well. <laughs> Dude, working from home and working for yourself is, uh, I, I've been calling it a double-edged butter knife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it's like <laughs> it is. pretty fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. to like stay home and not have to like, uh, you know, put on pants and, and go to work. Yes. And you're getting a paycheck. But you're also your own HR department. Yeah. You're also your own uh, alarm clock and supervisor yep. and coworker, and it can very easily. Man, I remember I had some dumb sales job, and we had to do these like uh, weekly, twice a week, once on Friday, m- once on Monday morning, once on Friday night, do uh, conference calls okay. with the rest of the yeah. virtual sales team or whatever. Ugh. And man, what a bunch of knobs they were, <laughs> and they were so like phony. Yeah. Oh, rah, rah. Yeah. Rah, rah. Yeah. And I remember, and I used to hit mute on my phone and they would be going through their numbers and I'd be like, fuck yourself. You piece (laughs) of fucking tool. And I'd be like, you're a fucking tool, like screaming into the phone. And there was, uh, I had this like mushy ball and I would like sit and throw it against the wall. Uh And I guess one time I just like kind of elbowed the phone. Oh my God. And I didn't know that I unmuted. And I'm like, eat a dick, eat a fucking, I'm, I was singing eat a dick. Like I made an eat a dick song. And I was just like, eat a dick. And then, I, and they're like, um, someone, can you mute your phone? There was like 18 people on the call. And I was like, oh boy, oh boy. And I was doing okay. So they didn't bother me. You know what I mean? That's the funny thing about sales. It's like, if you're crushing it, they you could literally you walk yeah. in and hang, put your balls on everyone's like breakfast. Oh yeah. They long, don't give a no, shit. As long as you're making money for the company. That's all that matters. They do not care. That's yeah. really it. So working from yeah. home is a little bit, but I'm sure when you were even working in an office at Echo and at Victoria's Secret ever, you had a, a pad next to you and you were drawing what you wanted. Yeah. I would. Things would come to me. I'd start. I'd keep doodling. I'd fold that up. I'd stick it in my pocket. I'd bring mm-hmm. it home. I'd do that right. when I got home. Okay. So I was yeah because I was doing that thing where I was like nine to seven in the office, and then go home, eat dinner, say goodnight to the kids, back on the computer till two a.m. Yeah. And so and that was even the, the Mrs. Uh, work or she uh, she she works like a part time cool. kind of thing. Cool. Uh, has off and on for different 
people things over the years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we made the decision early on, like, you know, for when the kids were really little, that she would stay home and, and, nice. be, and be with the kids. So, you know. That's awesome. Um, yeah, which was great. And it's think, very important. I, I think I think uh, that worked out. Yeah, incredibly well. And is and let's 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 talk for a for a minute and uh, about how great women are that support us idiots that have well, dreams. Yeah, I know. I See, mean, we've like, been together for twenty nine years. Yeah. And wow. Yeah, yeah. Since we were se- like since I was seventeen, she was eighteen years old. Okay. So she's been through literally everything with me uh, in yeah. terms of that, and very incredibly supportive. But uh-huh. she's also like, I, I don't ever want to hear the word T-shirt ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, my God, like the t-shirts are taking over our lives. Yeah. And I was like, I know, I know. That's why I have, I have boxes and boxes, boxes them. and boxes of t-shirts. Your t-shirts are so fucking cool. Thanks. I, 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 I kind of screwed up and I didn't. You didn't bring any. any. I didn't bring any. I know. And, I'll, I'll and I've been something. trying to not, I, I've been not working on like putting things out there in the universe. I'm more and I've than, been, I, 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 I've been asking you from Queens well, for the past week. Large size. Large. Yeah. Okay. So you give me an address <laughs> and no. I will, I will. Take care of you. I promise. I love. I you, you ask anybody that is. I'm kidding. A you're friend great. of mine. They. I love giving because they're always like, let me. I'm like, no. I like. I feel very fortunate that people are even at all interested. Yeah. So no, I, I, get I it. really like to be able to you know when I can when I have them when it's somebody that I really like to be able to give them away. Sure. Happy. 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 I'll, I'm happy to pay. I don't want anything free. No, I know I you just are, let, but I'm I, happy to give them to you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um. It, it, my wife and I, like she, my, my proposal to her was almost like, now's your chance to leave <laughs> because I'm like, comedy's not, this isn't going to be normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was doing comedy like a year into when I met her yeah. and, uh, I'm like, go, you can, you can marry a doctor, you can marry a lawyer, yeah. you can have like your normal, you know, barbecue mm-hmm. and then f- fall asleep on the couch watching King of Queens every night. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be here. Yeah. I'm going to miss shit. Whatever, and she was just like, "That sounds exciting. Like, let's, you know." Cool. And I, and I don't think I'd ever be able to accomplish what I have without a, oh. a strong woman behind me. Absolutely so. not. No, there's. I mean, the the things that my wife does that I just can't even comprehend, wrap my wrap my mind around, focus on. Yeah, she's she's got focus. She's organized. Dude, it's everything. It's she's, to a point of. Is it to a point of like? Are you making fun of me? Like that's yeah, how I get. Well, she makes fun of me. I no, get. That, <laughs> I feel like my wife's making fun of me by just being herself because I yeah. am so out of control. Yeah. Like weird. I wrote a joke recently about how like I have that ADD where I'm ironing a shirt and then I'm like, oh my god, I gotta wash dishes. And then I'm washing yeah. dishes. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this isn't my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's how bad it is. Like I have no. I, I'm so bad with things. Well, I take a pill uh-huh. and I go, did I take a pill? Did yeah. I? Oh yeah. Did I take that? And I end up eating fourteen of my gummy <laughs> vitamins, and then feel like in a rainbow. I, yeah, yeah, I think I have it now. Like it's on twelve. You're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Why is my skin turning yeah, yellow? Exactly. And my wife will be like, "Can you set the table?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then like, but I was in the middle of doing something else, and then I'll go and do that, and then she'll be like, "Set the table." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been diagnosed as yes. like anything? Uh-huh. Yeah, what, a- what? A- ADHD. ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried medication for it? I hate it. Dude, yeah, me too. I do not like it. What have you I tried? Uh, this, if you don't mind this, me talking. No, about no, it. not at all. I don't care because you know my 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 son, my oldest son has it as as well, and so he went. We went through the entire range of everything with him for for quite a few years, and then you know my wife had always said to me, you know, you I know you have this, and they, they, they talked about it when I was a kid, but at the time they were like, well, we can put him on Ritalin, 
or we can do nothing. Yeah. And my parents sort of went, you know what? Like he's managing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was old, like, it was really affecting me job wise, like sure. as, a, as a as a manager, as someone who should should be organized and be able to kind of like manage a team of six or whatever. And I, I actually quite honestly never knew how I wound up in that position. Sure. Like every time I would wind up, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm, a, I'm in charge of people. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Like who thought it was smart to make me in charge of people? Yep. Like, and you probably went to bed like, I'm not doing these people justice. I'm well, not like, I you just know, tried like, not to be an asshole. Right. You right. know? Yeah. Which, I hear you. You know, like, cause I've been in that position. Yeah, like, and you just, you just try not to be an asshole. Right. Um, when really all you're trying to do is be like, did I remember to do like, did I even, yeah. did I say hello? Was yeah. I making eye contact? Cause I think one of the things that comes with ADHD, I mean, it's, it's necessary counterpoint is anxiety Absolutely. because like, I think all of my, I have crippling anxiety and it's not anything about claustrophobia or fear of heights or yeah. any of this shit. It's just this like. My, I feel like I'm carrying a hundred balloons yeah. and if one gets loose, I let go of the other 99 to try to catch that one yeah. when all I'm trying to really teach myself through whatever meditation and so on is that like nothing matters. Nothing yes. fucking matters. Yes. It's all going to be okay. And I should be meditating. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but it, it's about making the time and, and do it. I, I don't, I'm lucky in that I don't have the anxiety component isn't, intense Mm -hmm. but it's there in this scenario based kind of thing where i'm just like oh if i'm not with like it's actually it's getting it's weird it's like as my kids are getting older i i feel like i'm worrying less about them on the day-to-day basis but then they're off on their own and that's when i worry about them like my son's walking around new york right now and he's 17 years old and he's really capable and he's been overseas with a group of kids and done all that stuff so he's fine but there's that part of me that kind of goes like yeah is he okay is he is he, is he doing you know I, I was doing crazy shit at 17 Dude, years old i know <laughs> i know like he's not doing those things like right. we were going to the worst neighborhoods of trenton new jersey and north philadelphia and going to see hardcore shows and like skinheads and people getting beat up and just crazy stuff yeah and and like he's not ex- really experienced. I'm worried about him walking around like basically a mall. Yeah, he's probably yeah. on his phone right <laughs> yeah. now, like in an intersection. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's he, fine. Yeah. yeah, he's totally cool. <laughs> he's we'll like... hear about it if something happens. Um, let's talk about that though. Let's yes. talk about the um, the going to the hardcore shows. Sure. And doing the. I'd love to get into your music past. Yeah. I, I, I to to wrap up the the ADD thing. Oh yeah. Because that's what we look at how. I know. Look where we're going Abandoned here. Abandoned ships yeah. so quick. Oh, I don't need medication. I tried um, all of them. Yep. Vivans. Mm-hmm. Did it. I've tried uh, Adderall. Did that too. I felt like those two, when yeah. I took them, I felt like my jaw was being like yes. wired shut. It's speed. I felt like I had a, like someone put their knuckle in my kidney and I was yeah. pissing like every 10 minutes. Yeah. It was it's, brutal. It's cr- I was like, I was just, just wound up. Yep. And I didn't like myself. Yes. Like, yeah, I could get a lot of shit done. No no wonder Adderall's like, you know, every college kid's like, woo, Adderall. You know, right. but you're like a machine. Yeah. But like, that doesn't seem natural to me. Right. Like, it was like, and I just, I, and so I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. Did uh, recreational 
speedy drugs, if you know what I mean? Like, was that something that, like, no. did you ever seek out any? Never. No, no. I've never self-medicated. No. Wow. Good. Which is really That's amazing. interesting because a lot of people in this that, that are, you know, they just sort of seek out, like, well, okay, what's going to fix me? Sure. Recre- recreationally. And it's never been my, ever been my thing. So, uh, yeah, I just I sort of d- dealt with it. I you know? did. I, I tried, you know, um, a couple of things a couple of times. And, mm-hmm. and when I did... I didn't feel high. Yeah. I felt normal. Yeah. And that scared the shit out of yeah, me because it was scary. like, oh, th- this, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not scared of silence. I don't have to like talk. I could just be back and be reserved and be observational for yeah. once and like kind of soak in the, the minute instead of worrying about the hour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I liked it too much. So I stayed away from it. Smart. And I was just like, there's no way <laughs> yeah. to, you know, but what I have found lately is that, um, like uh, indica or any type of mm-hmm. like a, um, I don't do a lot of anything because I'm scared of my own shadow sure. at this point in life. So I just like if I I'll smoke a little bit of like mellow weed, and that helps me kind of just like yes. takes the edge that off mic- a that bit. sort of micro exactly. version will kind of refocus exactly. I can understand that's that. all. Yep. And and if I do too much, I'm like, ah, oh, great, I'm gonna have a blood clot and. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's always that looming. I have well, that's, like a, yeah, that's scary. a scary thing. Yeah, that's scary. So you're 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 working in this world that didn't involve music. All yes. right. You've been with your wife since you were seventeen. Yes. Were you guys going to concerts in like you grew up in the Philly area? Grew yeah? up in the Philly area. Such yeah. a great music scene. It is. It is. It wasn't at the time, like late eighties, it was kinda like, eh. It was okay. But it was, you know, what it was clubs enough. were you going to? Uh, so there was a, a place in Trenton, New Jersey called City Gardens. Okay. That was basically an old Packard warehouse mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or dealership. It's just a big cinder block building. Uh, John Stewart was a bartender there. No shit. For a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. I learned that later. Yeah. But at the time that I was going there, he was tending bar. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Um, And so there was that, that place in New Jersey, which was like 45 minutes from where I live, maybe an hour. Uh, and then there were a couple places in the city. Uh, one was a little, it was like an Iranian dance club during the week, and it was called Club Pizzazz, and they would have hardcore shows on Sundays. Okay. Uh, there was a YWCA in North Philadelphia huh. that uh, uh, saw, you know, like the first time I saw Fugazi, I saw them at the with 30 people at the YWCA in, uh, in, in North Philadelphia. Ian Mackay. Yes. And we interviewed him for, we didn't, we knew that, you know, it was, he, they didn't have a record. They, there was no Fugazi record out yet at okay. that point. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was before, what was 13 songs? Was that the first? Uh, it was the, the 13 songs was like the two, the first two EPs together in one album. So God, the first, such a good so the first EP, the first EP, just the red cover, um, wasn't out yet. We just heard that Ian had a new band mm-hmm. and we went to go see him. Were you a minor threat lunatic? Oh, my God. I love them so yes. much to this day. Yes. Huge, huge, huge minor. Then that was the reason we were like, oh, Ian's got a new band. And I loved uh, his his band after Minor Threat Embrace, um, had, you know, had sort of, it was a kind of a quick, like, 85 to 86, broke up, but then Discord released that record. So we knew that record, too. We thought, well, maybe this is more like Embrace. Mm. And then, wow, we like this whole other thing. Um, Fugazi was very smart. Very good I, music, yeah, I thought. Uh, like they're one of my favorite bands, yeah. of all time. And you know, you, you ask like, "Oh, were you? Was your wife?" I would drag her with me to see a yeah. lot of this stuff too. You know, and then after a while, she was kind of like, and she was into it, but she was going to dead shows in the eighties and seeing Jerry Garcia band. Okay, so it was just kind of interesting. Funny. So, it's, she did she? Is that how you got into to the dead at all? Or I, 
Did you guys kind of cross pollinate? And uh, your your kid is the coolest yeah. fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he likes every like he literally like he comes with me to Dead and Company shows. He goes to hard. He's been to this is hardcore with me in Philadelphia. He's gone to all kinds of shows with me. Yeah. Um. And then my uh, and my youngest is just in the it's like super into classic rock. Nice. Which is really. It's weird. Amazing. Yeah, no, it's awesome. But it's great. It's great. Yeah. Like, he's got good taste. Dude, one of the reasons why I don't want to have kids is, like, what if they're into, like, Taylor Swift or something, and then I have to disown my kid? I uh, mean, that's not That good. would not be cool. You're like, not... listen, kid, you got to pack it up uh, and come back when you got better musical taste, go please. Go talk to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, um, did you have a group of buddies growing up that you guys would hit the yeah. local tape store and record store? Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah, I had a, a group of, like, three other guys. We were all into this kind of – like, we all kind of influenced each other. We all kind of came from – you know, we all had our, our specific focus. Mm -hmm. But we're, like – my stuff was, like, hardcore, but it was really – like, I was really into, like, all the Discord stuff, like, DC stuff. Sure. Uh, another buddy of mine was, you know, started out as a kid pretty much as a deadhead and would always push – like you gotta listen to American Beauty. You gotta listen to Working Man's Dead. Like I got the you know the mono uh, pressing of you know the whatever. And like and I'd be like and he just he would like I I've been around this sure my entire life yeah like because at the time uh, as a teenager that's when like you know Touch of Grey became a um, oh god you know yeah. a, a radio hit sure right? so you had this split of kids that were like you, you either went you were kind of like there was three there was three lanes right. Yeah, you were. There was the couple hardcore kids that skated. There was a couple. There's the metal kid. There were the metal outcast kids. And then you, if you kind of wanted to be with, you know, if you actually wanted to get a girlfriend, Grateful you Dead. listen to the Grateful Dead and Spin Doctors. Yeah, yeah. And that was pre. Oh, oh yeah, pre. Yeah, me like Huey Lewis. Yeah, and like that, like <laughs> yeah. that kind of like. Uh, yeah, like it's kind of weird. I talked to a lot of people that were like the Grateful Dead fans. Were these like the cool kid kind of like uh, oh, the preppy preppy kids? Yeah, that, that's my my high school. Hilarious to, when you think about like the, you know, the, the beginnings. Oh, I know. Because you probably eventually, you know, you go back and you're like, oh, dude, these fucking well, people are incredible. Once I they're the hardcore it, guys. It, yeah, it took me a while to figure it out, and like I just just by natural age, time period, I rejected everything. Like I just sure. you know, I just was like. You know, I wanted to skate. I wanted to listen to whatever the loudest, fastest, most new stuff was. Yeah. Because even like old, like even early 80s hardcore bands at the time seemed like almost like, in a way, dinosaurs compared to like what was happening at the time when I was a kid, which was Youth of Today, Gorilla Biscuits, um, Judge. Dead Kennedys. Like, no, well, Dead Kennedys long gone. Like, they were like, they, they, Dead Kennedys seemed like old farts to me in 1987. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because they had already, they'd broken up oh, at that true. point. Oh, true. Yeah. How about so, the Dead Milkmen? Dead Milkmen were from Philadelphia. Now, they were, yeah, they, yeah. they were like, they were like, they were sort of like one of my gateway. Sure. Things, because they grew up, those guys are from literally from the same burb area of where, of Philadelphia where I grew up. Oh, really? So, so that they were sort of like everybody knew about them from when we were like little kids. Yeah. You know, you just hear about the Dead Milkman. Well, you know, I want to know it's so synchronistically like circular about this conversation and what you do and, and the podcast and all that is, you know, there was a store, Land of Oz, that was in North Haven, Connecticut, where I grew up. And one side of the wall was like mannequins with like dildos on their heads and bongs <laughs> and whatever. And then the other wall, Floor to ceiling, left to right, was T-shirts neatly folded into squares. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like the the that square, like the, just that wall, wall of, of squares. Yeah, yeah. And and that was my like MoMA. That was yeah. my like Guggenheim. Yeah. And I would stand there, and it would be like 
the Misfits, mm-hmm. Ghost type yeah. face, Crimson Ghosts, yeah, yeah. Eddie, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all the Megadeth, and there'd be like one or two Grateful Dead shirts, whatever. Dead Milkman, that cow, it's iconic. It's so fucking cool, yeah. and like that was like to me, sense of humor was always like a number one for me when it sure. came to like anything. That's why I liked the Dead because I felt like a lot of their music was very. You know, it was like folky and safe as a kid. Mm-hmm. I started listening when I was like eight. Yeah, but um, I liked that it had kind of like a whimsy type, you know, goofiness to yeah. it. Yeah, and then it's you'd accessible. See like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you'd see some of these other shirts that were, you know, Metallica shit was always like very animated and very like the T-shirt allure. Yeah, was something that like drew me to certain music. Absolutely. You know what I oh, mean? Absolutely. I, I, graphically, that's I mean. That's what that's, I want to get to. Yeah. That's I mean, everything that, you know, everything that sort of led up to this day to where I am, you know, sort of with my life is because of skateboarding or yeah, you know, or, or music, music in general. I was obsessed with Kiss as a kid. I read that. Yeah. yeah. Obsessed with Kiss. And that was what gave me that sort of like, it, and it was the, it wasn't really the, it was sort of the music, but it was they, the way they presented themselves graphically yeah. with, you know, the makeup and the costumes and all the stuff. It was just like yeah, what yeah. five-year-old, what five-year-old kid would say no to that? It's I know. amazing. Yeah. You know? Gene and his big tongue and oh, the boots and I all that. Obsessed. I was I think Kiss music is the most awful garbage. Yeah, it's no good. It's so bad. But I get how, yeah, but I'll still listen to but it. You got to do, it. yeah, yeah, because totally. like, like, Beth like, is whatever. It, well, because know. it's it's nostal it's nostalgic too. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, they're not taking themselves too seriously. My, and that's the important yeah, part. Yeah, and my mom, my mom will tell like would tell me, you know, she's like, from when you were four years old, you saw ads on TV for whatever tour, you know, and she and you would just be like, that, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, are you? Do you have siblings? Yeah. What you, where are you? Well, one, I'm the oldest. You're the yeah. oldest? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm the oldest yeah. of four. Um, that's amazing that that was something that, yeah, I mean, because right away it hits you. And, yeah. like, the, the, we're impressed. I mean, the impressionistic young mind. And it was weird that, like, music, pairing music with a with a visual. Yes. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV as a kid, so oh. I had to sneak it early in the morning because, like, my parents thought it was, like, the devil's. Yeah. We didn't know. have cable for a long time sure. until I was probably eighth grade ninth grade mm-hmm. so i would go over to other people's houses and sneak it in you yes know what i mean yeah but yeah I, like you were so, like you were saying about like that like three like your buddies you know yeah. so i had two pals growing up one was dennis one was chris and dennis was hard skateboarding like he he got me into like helmet and ministry and clutch and mm-hmm. uh revolting cocks and circle jerks yeah. and all of that shit yeah and I, I found what I liked, and I li- I loved it. Ministry, I, I love to this day. I thought Al Jorgensen's yeah. amazing. He's, he is. He's like a Les Claypool in a way, where it's like anything he does, I trust. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And then uh, we had a skate park called The Playground, which was an indoor skate park in Wallingford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to go to concerts there all the time. Oh, so wow. we would see all these, like, I think I saw Clutch there. I think I saw oh, Helmet. I saw a whole bunch. Of, I remember being at a Helmet concert there. I think I think it was Helmet, and a guy was skating while the concert was going on, and he lost his board, and a board went flying and like split a guy's head open, like right in the middle of the concert, and it was just like everything <laughs> ended, and they had to drag him out. And but I remember there being that like I didn't like those concerts. I didn't like the head banging, yeah, mosh pity. Mm-hmm. shit of it all yeah yeah yeah. do you know what i mean uh-huh. like for me it was I don't, just I, I i've never 
cared for that. There, I think, the, so it's gone through phases. Mm-hmm. There was a time when it was, you could get in there and be fine. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, karate kicking and craziness that happens, like that happened later on that really yeah. put me off from that too. And I actually went to a, a show just recently and people were literally doing cartwheels and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you like, trying to prove? On. Like, yeah, I don't just, get it. It's the same with fish. I just did nine shows in three weeks and it was like, there's always that one dude that's got to be like, I'm feeling it more than you. And yeah. it's like, no, you're not. No. I'm just not being a fucking doof. It, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think there's, you know, there's got to be this, like, and, and, and a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't care or, or like, if you, if you don't, if that bothers you, you should, you know, go over here, go over there. But like, I kind of want to, I want to at least try to be as close as I can to the band. To the band. You like you that, know? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Like, I, I, I like that because otherwise if you're a million miles away, it's like. Yeah. You might as well just be home. Listening to it on yeah, a tape. Like yeah, like I always put some headphones on. I like to sit behind the band whenever possible. Like at a live venue, like when Fish does like an arena. Yeah. I've talked about it a million times. Mm-hmm. I sit behind the drummer. It's really? my favorite spot. Because I like to watch them work as a team. Yeah. And then I also like to watch the reactions of people. And plus, nobody likes sitting back there. So I have like a whole row to myself. That's awesome. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were, behind, we were back. This is going to sound like some weird flex, but um, at the Boulder shows, Dead and Company, yeah. we were like off to the side of the stage. And that's it's fun to watch it from that angle because you see everything that's kind of going on and the cues of, you know, so fucking cool. Bill, isn't and, it? Bill and Mickey have headphones, like earpieces in and microphones so they can talk to each other. Yeah. And like you see John nod to Bob and, and O'Teal like look o- like O'Teal is like meditating on a cloud eight feet above the state. Have yeah. you gotten had a chance to meet the guys? Uh, I've met Jeff. Oh, brief, yeah, me too. Briefly. Yeah, you he's know? nice. But other than that, no, I haven't, I haven't met any of the other guys. How did it all... Okay, so now you you get rid of your, your grown man, you got a family, you're sick of looking at titties, and uh, you quit everything and you start your own business. Uh, so I, it was a slow build. Yeah, from you know, still working a full time job. I you know I was doing these uh, I was doing these shirts. Uh, John had contacted me and just said, "Hey, like Mayor, yes, I lo- I love these shirts." How long ago was this? This was uh, twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, now at the time, just for just for yeah. the the listeners, you had based on social media, you decided yes. like this is a better vehicle for me to get my. My it, yeah. oh, shirts out, my art. I didn't. I never. I never really used social media. I didn't have like a. I never had a Facebook page. Yep. I had a MySpace like a million years ago. You know what I mean? But like other than that, you know, then Instagram came around. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah. You know? And I just started kind of posting things, and I had a couple friends on there. And, and so when I started making the shirts, I thought, well, maybe I'll just use this as a place to sell these shirts. And from from there. Um, just John happened to see, a friend of mine posted it. My friend Mason, who does that uh, the the site from the lot, yeah, yeah, it's a great lot, great. So yeah, great he's page. like one of my best friends, has been for a good friend for twenty plus years. Yep. Um, and you know John saw it from there, I think, and then he was just like, "Hey, how do I get some of these shirts?" And I said, "Is this really John Mayer?" <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, <laughs> prove and, it." Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, send me forty thousand dollars. I thought it was a, uh, a sting operation to take me down for uh, you oh, know license I, job. You know, I, I said that jokingly, I, yeah. it, it, but you know, but there's you know, you, you get nervous. You're like, wow, you know, I'm kind of making bootleg shirts here, and this guy's in the band, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, but 
he was like, I promise. Like, I just, you know, would, love, wear a shirt. would love to get a shirt. And so, I, yeah, we uh, brought him some shirts. And um, We're at a show? Camden. Yeah, the summer tour of 16. Brought him a couple shirts, talked to him for a little bit, and, you know, just continued to kind of keep in touch. And then from there, uh, it turned into like, hey, I have a single coming out. Can you help me with the art? Cool. And then, oh, hey, I'm going to need some merch. Can you help me with that? All right, cool. For his solo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so it like it it morphed from first solo stuff, and I worked with him through the whole search for everything record. And then when it came time to do, um, when they needed stuff for Dead and Company, I ended up sort of doing that stuff too. So he so, probably said, "Hey, I know a guy." He, you know, it's great. He um, he has a nice say in sort of what can happen graphically with the band. That's cool. Yeah, which is really cool. That's really that they cool. They trust him yeah. too, obviously, with something that's kind of it's it's you know, it's a lot of history there. It's pretty precious. You, you know? know, I think about that quite a bit. And coming from I I love the Grateful Dead. I I I love the Grateful Dead in a, such a different way that I love Fish. Mm-hmm. Love them both weirdly equally, but not. I can see that. And um when when Fairly Well happened yeah. and Trey was up there with them, I was like a nervous dad. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was like I was watching my kid play, like, in the Little League World Series. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, God, don't make an error. Like, don't, there's all these fuck parents watching that think you stink. Because it was weird in the crowd hearing people go, well, let's see. Like, old deadheads. Like, let's see what this Trey fucking Ani, Ani Pasto or yeah. whatever can do. And then, like, during Crazy Fingers, they're bawling their eyes out. And they're like, this guy's amazing. And yeah. But I felt this kind of pressure for Trey, mm-hmm. Mayer comes walking in, no preconceived notions, no comparison to Jerry, yeah. no like, oh, Fish is the second, whatever. No, he just came in, yeah. clean, like 1970-sounding Jerry guitar, a mm-hmm. little bit of distortion, but not a lot of, and just blues guitar the fuck out of it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is kind of how it should, this next round yeah, should be. Yeah, and you, be, you go, you know? okay, I see it. Yep. Yep. All right. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, and and uh, and for them to embrace them, it's awesome. I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that were, you know, like, oh, I saw, you know, th- did three hundred shows and whatever, and then and then they were like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, and I said, well, why don't you go? Yeah, you know, and then they're like, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, like, whoa, like completely won over, you know, immediately, is, like, is, whoa. Is this your live thing now? Like, if you can go see, like, you know. Let's say, uh, you know, Dead announces their summer tour, Dead & yeah. Co., and then other things are happening. Do you do you see as many Dead & Co. shows as you uh, can? I did. I only did four. Fucking lightweight. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm totally know. kidding. You're a grown <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm joking. No, but I, I was going to try to do um, – the ones I didn't get to were uh, – uh, what's it? Gillette Stadium in, or Foxborough. Foxborough. Yeah, Gillette Stadium. And then yeah. – um, uh, Bristow, Bristow, is that what? Virginia, Virginia. Yeah, yep. I was going to do those two. What'd you do? Uh, City, okay, Camden, and then the two Boulder shows. Oh man, yeah. and Boulder was great. My brother was at Boulder while I was at. Uh, I forgot where the hell I was for fish. I don't remember what weekend that was. That was Camden. Camden. Yeah, so I was in Camden while my brother was in Boulder, mm-hmm. and we both got rained on hard. You guys got like hail hit. Yeah. That and- was- brutal in yeah Boulder. it was really bad well you know camden because you're from there yes and uh you know the lawn is so steep and it's like it it was like 100 percent humidity all day disgusting fucking day yeah one of those days when it's like 
am I old or do I just want to stay in the hotel right until the show starts? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is this me being mm-hmm. older? No, I get it. So I, I, we, we hung out in Philly, got to the show. The minute I was walking in, I had pavilion seats. Yeah. I felt a couple little drops and I'm like, oh, it's going to. And the skies fucking opened. 50 mile an hour winds. Like, it was brutal. <sighs> and um, they said, everybody get into the pavilion. So the whole lawn. Oh, there geez. were people sliding down the lawn, you know. But I, and then my brother sent me pictures. You guys got it was. We were lucky. We were in. We were undercover when that happened. Oh, really? Yeah. But like, we were, I was looking outside and I went, "Oh man!" I thought, and then, then there was lightning. Sure. And a lot of it. Yeah. And I thought, cancel, cancel the show. Yeah. Because they did that in Camden last year. Second, For dead. Second, yeah, Dead and Company last year, Camden second night. They um, like there uh, after set break. There was uh, a lot of rain, lightning, and then they just yeah. ended the show. And there's flooding everywhere in I th- Camden. I thought they were going to cancel Second Night Fenway because yeah. of the lightning. And then, and to be honest, at that point, I was like, I mean, look, it's getting to the point. They had a curfew, a very early curfew at Fenway, hmm. 10, 10, 15, 10, 30. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to, they're going to bail on it. Yeah. And then they said, no, we're coming out. And they did one set, and it turned out being the second longest set in fish history, only to, uh, Big Cypress. Yeah, when I they heard did, that was a really good show. For it was my a friends really good who show. know what they're talking about. It was a good show. I heard it was. An it was show. the first one I was, and I didn't love Fenway. I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but I didn't have a good time in Boston. Hmm. I think that it's it, it was too Boston. You too know what I mean? Boston. So, um, Mayor introduces you to the world of uh, doing merch. What's it like now working for this? Like, now, put us back to that moment. You know, you have a contract. With Dead and Co. Right, and you're doing merch, and uh, now it's. I don't like... necessarily have a contract. Know what I mean? You know, okay. but like it's just sort of, sort of like, hey, we need merch, and we need like it's very ca- it's it's pretty casual, it's pretty is open. It? Yeah. That's what I guess what I was getting at. Like, yeah. is it a is it a hard? It's not hardcore. You know, it's like it's just like, hey, we need some designs. Like, you know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of comes down to that. And then and... they have the pressers and the 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 people who like actually physically oh, make yeah, the shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just I just set the designs up, make the I make the uh, tech packs and send them off. Wow. And they get made. Now, how'd Fish get into the into the I I was so stoked to see your cuz you have like a you have a unique uh, you have a unique style that when you see one of your shirts, it's like, oh, "Okay, that's Dean's. Like that's yeah. yours." And and I saw you with some Fish stuff, and I was like, "Whoa. That's a whole it's interesting. Is that another inter- podcast? That might be another podcast. No. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. I mean, what could it be? I, I'll give you. The, I'll give you. They the, said the it. Condensed, would you? You said yes. The condensed version. Okay. Is worked the first job out of school. Worked for a studio called House Industries. Um, they in probably I think it was just like '96. They did a series of three uh, European tour posters for Fish: Amsterdam, mm-hmm. London, and uh, Paris. And at the time, we were kind of like, who who were Fish? Yeah. And then. Maybe like a year later, this guy named Dean Butnick came to yeah, us. Yeah, Relics Magazine. Yeah. I knew Dean. And uh, he did a thing called the Fishing Manual. Yeah. And I designed the cover for that. And then a couple of years later, they came back to House Industries. I no longer work there, but I still work with them. They're like some of my best friends. And uh, they ended up doing some uh, some Hampton posters. And then, you know, after me doing work for Dead and & Company and all this other stuff, they came to me and said, okay, now... We want you mm-hmm. to do this stuff. And I was like, all right, great. Neat. So it's been, I don't know how many, you know, the past 20 plus years of just this sort of perimeter 
isn't it weird? Ver, like world of because I and it's just weird too because I have so many friends who are just so into fish. Like I can't, like I can't escape it if I wanted to. So yeah. dead and fish. Like yeah. I can't. Like, well, let me ask you this, and yeah. I'm going to ask you a hard question. Do you like fish? So that got your answer. I I haven't really given it a, a full, college try. Yeah, a full sit down and really deep dive, right? Okay. You're getting corporate yeah, with this I answer. Are you going to circle back? I, I have to circle back on that. Uh, you know, let me put a pin in that. I'll ping you on I'm this gonna later. Dig deeper. Can I ping you later? Um, <laughs> ping, can I yeah. ping? It's okay if you don't. Yeah. It's okay if you no, don't. I, you it's know, a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's an overwhelming catalog. So overwhelming. Of, of so much stuff. It's almost like, and I explained this actually to somebody yesterday I was talking to uh, about this just randomly because this guy uh, owns a store in San Francisco and is like a big streetwear dude, but he was super into fish and, you know, used to, um, and like, you know, has some like, closer connections to them from like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I, when I go into something, I tend to go all in. Yeah. It's the depth of the catalog scares me, just like the depth of the catalog scared me with the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And I've sort of been chipping away at, you know, live shows and eras, you know, for for 10 plus years. Sure. It, it, I, I don't it. know if I can handle another thing like that at this moment. We're going to get there, probably. D- there's only time. Yeah. There's only time. You know what that is for me now is twiddle. Oh. People are saying to me, you got to check these guys out. They're amazing. And I have nothing against them. And everything I've heard is good. Yeah. But I don't have the mental capacity to go like, oh, this is from the whatever saga. And they've only played this three times. And it's a rarity. And normally it goes into this. And why is the jam so short? And is this a – I mean, with Fish, it's like – I mean, it's a second language. Yeah. And it's like an unspoken – weird thing i brought a like like a guy i work with with comedy projects older guy Mm -hmm. and he loves jam music never saw fish i brought him to mohegan sun and i said look man i'm not gonna answer any questions i'm not gonna I'm, i'm gonna try not to talk through the whole fucking song and tell you everything you need to know about it just enjoy it We'll go get a beer after and we'll talk and i'll answer any questions and he was like all right cool because i don't want to i have a hard time I'm someone where like if if I want to like if I want you to watch Bloodline on Netflix, yeah, I'm gonna pause it every two seconds and be like, okay, now this character like later on, what you're gonna find out is blah blah blah. But before that, and 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 that's just Mother Hen mm-hmm. me and the ADD thing, you know? Yeah. But I just sat back and we had second row right off the stage, and it was a fucking fire show. It was an amazing show. And and he was overwhelmed by the lights and the sound and the and they were they played a great you know a, a, a mixed bag of old and new mm-hmm. and I just kind of was like again like proud papa like there you go like enjoy and we'll talk later but I one million percent understand where you're coming from yeah. I think it's something that's very intense I brought my wife to a couple of like big fish shows and she was just like I it's it's fun but what the fuck are they playing on the top of a van in the middle of the floor on Madison Square Garden and they're yeah. using hockey sticks as microphone stands and it's just like, yeah, I don't just, you want another beer? Like, I don't want to fucking get into it right now. You know, it's hard to even begin to digest that whole catalog. It's massive. Yeah. And so, you know, I, 
I, I think I'll get there in time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, nothing but time. Nothing but time. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to do with Twiddle one day. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so um, you're like currently right now. What's yes. on the What's on the the docket oh. for you? Well, how's everything with the projects and what are you working on? Uh, working on a couple of things. Uh, one that I actually haven't really told anybody about yet, which is kind of cool. Break it here. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. All right. Uh, have a small company that we've uh, a friend of mine and I have formed. Uh, just to do official Grateful Dead merch. Wow! So we have a we have an, a legit uh, license now to actually do real Grateful Dead merchandise. Merchandise, not Dead and Co. No, no, Grateful it's, Dead. It's Grateful Dead. So using the you know Dead IP. Okay. Bears, Steelies, all the good stuff. Skull and roses. Sure. Yeah. You name it. The yep. hand. Huh? Is the hand part of it, that's, or is that Garcia I think that's family Garcia. provisions? Yes. There's that's the Garcia. You know, a wing. Yeah. Um, so we're doing we're doing that. That's uh, Fuck, gonna be, which that's, is really cool. That's so cool. Been working on that for a while, and they've been great and uh, very very excited to do that. Wow. And then uh, when will this air? This will air uh, uh, Wednesday next Wednesday. Okay. So it'll be it'll be. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this. Oh, it, today is <laughs> today is Wednesday, uh, July 24th. Okay, um, so I'm, I, I can tell you about this other thing too. So I have a book, uh, books being published in October mm-hmm. uh, on the Misfits. No shit. So it's it, it, uh, my friend Tom. Uh, his name is Tom Bagrowitz, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he authored it along with myself. It's pretty much it's really like an art book. In a way, sure. Everything seventy-seven to eighty-three. Wow. Yeah. Interviews with the with people in the no nothing. There's a lot of people who were either a lot of people who were influenced by the band, or were there actually see them. Yeah. So, uh, forward by Shepard Fairey. Wow, man. Interview with Kirk Hammett from Metallica. No kidding. And then a lot of quotes and uh, info from everybody from Jeff Ahmet from Pearl Jam. Um, and Jay Howell, who's an illustrator uh, and, yeah. and cartoon guy, did the Bob's Burgers characters sure. and all stuff. Um, and a whole slew of other people that contributed to the book. We have a lot of quotes from a lot of great people. And, oh, that's kick ass. And, and the influence of the band on them. So it's literally every record and t shirt and poster and flyer and stuff that people have never seen before and it's the majority of the collection of um a friend of ours named umberto wow who's here in new york diehard collector yes unbelievable the best collection probably in the world so fascinated by fans i'm so unbelievably fascinated by fans and it's like being one and then performing and like i work with the show impractical jokers yes they have a diehard fan following and it's my kids i love that show my kids love that show and it's just so neat to hear that and it's like but then i'm also that way about fish and the dead and then there's like people who are like into comedy like that and it's just so it's so nice to know that there's a dude that has a whole bunch of misfits shit here in new york city that is making up the meat of a book yes so, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. Yeah. Like I I just you know, everything I do is because primarily of music and because it motivates me, it gets me up in the morning. It sure. makes it all happen. Yeah. So to be able to do that, mm. it's something that my friend and I have talked about for 10 years at least. Wow. So uh yeah, uh, published by Abrams. 
Kick we'll, ass, we'll be out in October. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we'll have you back when it, uh, yeah. when it comes out. I'd love to. Is there anything you're listening to right now other than uh, Dead & Co. and, you know, the stuff you know? Is there anything new that's blowing you away? Uh, there's a couple, like, there's some, I think there's some good stuff happening in the hardcore scene right now. Like, band-wise, there's a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was getting very old for a while, like a lot of older people, a lot of reunions. But, you know, there are bands, uh, band Fury from California like them a lot there's this other band that I saw open up for Fury recently called um, Wild Side they're a Canadian band and they're really good they're very like late 80s metallic-y twinged hardcore and just fun nice in a way like yeah. not like not overly serious but mm. just fun um yeah, serious Metallica is very serious. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 exactly. Like when it gets metal, it's metal and it's serious. It's like, whoa, this is like got these little sort of like metal overtones, but it's hardcore and it's nice. kind of moshy and fun. Ah, that's cool. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, uh, I, I went through a, just a recent thing where I just dove back into all this like early 90s stuff where all I was listening to was like Sonic Youth and Pavement and Smashing Pumpkins and all this other stuff. The stuff, great era. The stuff that I. You know, once I felt I was too old for hardcore, uh, you know, at twenty, I how judgmental, how judgmental of our, ourselves we I are. I know. It's, yeah. I was like, oh, it's for children. Sonic Youth is yeah. for children. Yes, I have a degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, so I, 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 yeah, I'm digging back into. I've been really digging it back into all this '90s stuff that I kind of not forgot about. But sure, I just it's nice to revisit it. In a you know. Chunk. It's so funny to listen to. So, like, I'm I'm gonna be forty in October. So, like, I, I, it, early '90s was kind of like you know '89, '90, '91, '92 is like I kind of started to like all I was listening to before that was my dad's records. Yeah, and it was just like amazing. And then I started to find hip hop and find whatever. 120 minutes oh, on yeah. MTV. Influ- super influential. Super influential. Yeah. Um, Daydream Nation. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the greatest albums. I mean, like, I I, I go back to that now. I, I, I heard one or two songs on 120 Minutes, yeah. and then I was like, I got the album, and I'm like, I don't get it. And then going back now as an adult, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. It, this is something that there's certain out. Blues for Allah yeah. did it the same thing to me. Yeah. Help Slip Franklin's was like this one amazing thing, but then Crazy Fingers and you know Music Never Stopped, all this other stuff. I didn't get it yeah. when I first listened to it. And then you go back, and you're like, it, yeah, certain things we're not ready for. You know, Sonic Youth was one of those things that I wasn't ready for as a little as a young young kid. Like when Sister, well, actually, when Sister came out, I really liked it. But pre Sister, they played it uh, at the record store that I used to go to in Philadelphia called Third Street Rock and Jazz, and it was the 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 upstairs was jazz and downstairs was punk, hardcore rock, everything. They played wow, and I wandered in on that. Oh no shit! And we were like, oh, who's playing? Oh, Sonic Youth. I've heard of Sonic Youth, and I was like, this is cool, but like. It didn't. It wasn't until I saw them like later on. Like I realized what I saw. Then you're like, but I was kid. Sonic Youth was in the fucking basement. Yeah, and then I saw them at like you know Lollapalooza, on, and you're like, uh, yeah. But like yeah. at that point, I was you know I I I kind of I, I was a little older. I could digest it. Yeah, I, I was that that way with Black Flag. I didn't understand when I was a really little kid. I was 13. I didn't understand Henry's sarcasm about sure. wasted again and all Frank this other Zappa. stuff. And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Same Zappa thing. took me forever to just get it. Yep. But then, like, Hot Rats is like, Jesus, oh my God, Christ. what a record! I remember being in college, and we can wrap up soon. I remember being like, maybe sophomore, freshman year in college, and we went to a kid's dorm room to buy weed, <laughs> and we smoked, 
and his room was the quintessential like New England late nineties college kid. Uh-huh. Bob Marley like um, blacklight posters that you get like yes. when you sign up for a credit card in the yeah. quad, uh-huh. you know what I mean? <laughs> and like Alice in Wonderland tapestries and yeah. and and crates that there didn't need to be crates, but you, you had to have crates with all sure. the of course you know stickers and magazines and whatever. And uh, we're sitting there, and this kid was I, I bet he was pretty wealthy because he had a nice stereo in his room, and he's like, I had to go down the hall and like weigh this shit out, and like I'll be back in a minute. And he's like, put on whatever you want. And he put on hot rats. And um, I knew it in pieces, but sitting there, like, too high to talk to my best friend <laughs> in, like, a gross, like, you know, when you're in someone else's world. And it's weird. Hanging yeah. out in a dorm room is like hanging out in someone's laundry basket. Yeah. It's like, I know too much about uh-huh. you right now. There's smells, there's, there's textures, smells and there's, weird. Yeah, and, yeah there's like, you don't letters know why from things mom. are sticky. Yeah. I don't want to know yeah, any of that. No. And then fucking, I'm a little pimp with my head, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, <sighs> this is blowing my goddamn yeah. brain apart. And it was just such a, like a, yeah, I get Zappa now. Yeah. And my dad loved him when I was a kid, but it was in that I wasn't allowed to listen to pile. So yeah. I kind of did anyway. Yeah. And that voice was so like, it was like an evil, like Dr. Seuss's like perverted brother. That's what I yeah. always thought of Zappa yeah. as. Yeah. But um, it all comes to you in time, right? And it's the beautiful it, thing about art. It is. Yeah. Like that's what people were like, well, you didn't see the dead in the 80s. I was like, well, no, I was too preoccupied with so much other shit. Yeah. You were learning how to kickflip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to ollie higher and, yeah. and, and, and like, you know, go, go see uh, Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. You know, like, like I, that's what yeah, I care do, about. Do I really need a drums in space when I'm trying to nose grind a fucking no. public library curb? Exactly. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a pleasure getting nice, to know yeah, you, great, man. And great thank to you meet so you. much. Yeah. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Uh, social media, embarrassingly, and embarrassingly enough, is at Dean's Nuts. Dean's Nuts. nuts. Yes, that's I know. It. I love it. Started as a joke, and here we are. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> and you can find me at Amigos Pod, A M I G O S P O D, and at Mike Fanoia, M I K E F I N O I A. You can go to Spotify and check out uh, Poncho Mike's Weekly Picks. I do 10 songs that got me through the week, uh, nice. weekly Spotify playlist, MikeFanoia.com for dates. Uh, check out the Amigos Podcast discussion group on Facebook, and uh, tune in next week. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Peace. Bye. Adios,